live from Mighty Trapdoor Mansion. Hi, it's Hot Tit Hill. It's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine. Featuring Frank Hemblin, Horace Pengrove, William Bentley III, with Stinky the Game Master, T.T. Schmootkins, Tishka Honeypot, Alex Greenspan, and Cut Cockbirth. to another episode of Arcade Weekly, the weekly arcade review from the folks at We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Arcade Weekly thing. I am Wiggly. On the Skype pipe, Kyle Von Kubik. I need more coffee! Sorry, I'm yelling to my wife. Gotcha. In the booth, of course, as always, Mr. Anilay. Yo, Malahi, Malahi. Mr. Anilay, I need more coffee. <laughs> He just gave me the finger. Oh, that's a shame. Kona coffee's really good. First, he gave me the, the hang loose symbol, and then it <laughs> somehow turned into the double bird. It's pretty slick. Yeah, very weird. Hey, Makuna Matata. Uh, no, what's, what do you say? Did they say thank you? Mahalo. Yeah, mahalo. Right. Oh, man, we keep touching back on Hawaii, but what a wonderful place. And, you know, I was watching Hawaii Five-0, well, again, the new the newer series, and I'm only in it, like, season two or something. Yeah. And they already had one of the stars of Chicago Fire on there, which I like Chicago Fire for some reason. My favorite girl from there they had on, uh, she's like a consultant from the FBI or something, I think. Dennis Leary? But, yes, Dennis Leary. No, that's not Chicago <laughs> Fire. I did uh, enjoy that, hit the program he was on, Burn Me or something. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, burn Notice Me. Yeah, Burn Notice You and Burn Victim, CSI. A very funny part just happened. They had the Save the Cheerleader guy mm-hmm. is their go-to forensic scientist who's really quirky and nerdy and everything. You know who I mean? The, the same character that's in all these shows? <laughs> Well, but he's actually the guy from that show Heroes. Was it? Is that oh, the name I don't of watch Heroes? it. I don't watch the show. Well, it's either it's show. A, it's a long time over. Yeah, um, but it's coming back. I hear what? It's another stupid show where I can use more than ten percent of my brain. <laughs> uh, well, the, the writers definitely can't use more than ten percent. But anyway, the guy that says, I just want to touch Scarlett ten percent of Scarlett Johansson's ass. Oh man, I'll touch any ten percent. <laughs> I don't care what it is. Elbow, anything. I'll bite her teeth. <laughs> Not cheating. Callback. Um, yeah. Th- you know what? Um, we're getting way too long into this part, but I just yeah, got to. I just, I just have to mention that the original Save the Cheerleader guy is the forensic scientists in there and they had a guest star that was helping out maybe from the FBI or something that was one of the other characters from it, the more regular looking guy from Heroes. 
And when they met, uh, the Save the Cheerleader guys was like, I think we've met before. I can't remember where we met, but I, I, I know you. I know you from someplace. And the other guy was like, no, no, you don't know me. We've never met. And he, <laughs> and he kept pushing that he knew this guy from somewhere. So uh, that's funny. I think, yeah, you know, they didn't go overboard with it. They really played it for the truth, not the guffaw. And it was well welcomed in this series. Not the best series, but because it's has so many guest stars and and stars from other programs I really liked. That's uh, why I sort of stick with that. Hundred percent game talk, no filler, and really good underplay. I just started you know, no filler. I just started getting into Elementary, so I've been watching that from the beginning because Lucy Lou no sells me on the Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, yes. even though she Always. lives in, in <laughs> she lives in New York, and I could help with her giant fucking silkscreen artwork that she does. She's in a bubble, and she thinks that her shape art is aesthetically pleasing and initially it was but now she's in such a bubble that her layouts are really falling apart i didn't even know this was a thing oh man and i mean you have never seen a screen this big and you know how much that shit costs oh yeah and she'll just dump a whole gallon of paint (laughs) on each stroke and i mean it's kind of neat that she's doing it all by hand and everything but you know you need two people to to move the the squeegee squeegee over it yeah Yeah, so i mean it's really cool stuff but i think i could add my um sense of graphic arts especially if you see the album art for picket of bucks you know (laughs) i have an eye for graphic design (laughs) those are the funniest things for me to make because they're just so terrible i like to see who's taped over my face (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's just so funny to make. But anyway, we got a great game today coming out of Pack Month. Yeah, look, should we do that first? Should we're going to we do that the first. winners of the Pack Month we're gonna, contest? We're going to do that first, but I got to say how strong I think we're going to come out of Pack Month. Pack Month was a huge success. A lot of people joined in, and we had two contests going for Ron Guyatt's uh, painting. The gold one, only a limited edition to 100. And I got to tell you, because I just jonesed out for this so much, I actually bought the painting. Did you? And I bought the special edition gold one instead of the blue one. I just received it on Friday. And uh, wow, wow, it's beautiful. Yeah, I had to. Two lucky people, two lucky listeners of the show are about to find out that they too have won one of these posters. I mean, I I didn't eat for three days to save up my... my lunch allowance at school but here we go so unfortunately tt schmookins is going to pick this using her peeny Akurai rob 48 blapperass g2000 however i have told her that she is not going to do this twice one for the twitter winner one for the facebook winner she's going to do both of them at the same time because of how fucking long she does this we're almost halfway through the program and we got to talk about this great game tt schmookins please Come in here and give us our two randomly generated names from your Peeny Akarai Rob 48 Blapperass G2000. Hello, my name is Titsteesh Kamukins. I will be choosing the winner of the We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Pack, Month Waka 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 Twitter and Facebook Challenge using my Pennsylvanian Electronic Numerical Integrator Computerized RISC-I Triple E 48 Gigaflops Blast Processor Emulator and the Magictive. Subject Service Generator, also known as the Rosenstein's Information Technology and Enriched Elbow Macaroni, We Talk Games, Committee for Podcast Conformity and Listener Integration, P. Me, Akari, Rob, 48, Blapparas, G2000. Here I go. 
21. There you go. You have that right. There's another number. 3, 5. Okay. okay, here comes the winner. The winner of the wrong guy at poster is... Did you understand that she said it sounded like it, she said it two names together? She did say two names together. What? I definitely heard M. Carp. Okay. Did you hear the other one? No. Awesome at the end. So the only other guy, I know one guy that's name was Awesome, but he's dead. So I have to think it's, <laughs> it's uh, Matt Awesome. Matthew? Yeah, I think you're correct. Yeah. I think it's uh, M. Carp on Twitter and Matt Awesome on Facebook. Yeah. Congratulations, guys. M. Carp. I tried to catch him the other day and my he went tick, tick, and then he got out. Ah. Fucker. I hate, hey, what well, happens? This is big deal. Congratulations. We'll be reaching out to you uh, this week and uh, we'll get you connected with Ron Guyot and we'll get your posters to you. Man, wait till you see these things. They're beautiful. Thanks for participating, everybody. 8-Bit Geek, you guys are awesome. Ron Guy, thank you again for your donation. The Retro League uh, and everybody else on Twitter and Facebook who came out and supported this uh, event. We look forward to the next one. A lot more podcasts did, too, and and uh, and just snuck them into their shows. We didn't we didn't even find out about them until later and stuff like that. So yeah. Kind of neat. And some uh, they called it Pack March. Yeah, <laughs> and Robojuke put up some uh, a, a great video. Oh, he did of, of a game that we a never shut up about, which is the Bat Pack <laughs> game. Yeah, G sixteen. Yeah, which uh, actually less like Pac Man than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> than what I remember. But, I mean, when I opened it up, that's what I thought. I was fucking Pac-Man. It is a little bit like Bomberman, a little bit like Pac-Man. You're definitely in Pac-Man mazes, and at the end, you're just in a... That end. last battle. Oh my my goodness. You're just in an empty arena like Bomberman, and the Joker is fucking fat-ass Joker from first movie, Jack Nicholson. Worst person to pick for skinny... I mean, the Joker is the most... <laughs> Gaunt person in the entire Batman comic book, unless you know you consider elongated man. Or who the fuck cares? Because we're going to talk about Hawker, Hawker, nineteen eighty three by Eastern Micro Electronics or EME. I think yeah. was their uh, title at the bottom that stays there with the date copyrighted <laughs> on its screen the entire time. And on the name scale, this fits right below Guzzler and <laughs> right above Wiping. So, yes. <laughs> Guzzler Hawker wiping. Something happens there. That's magic. The trifecta I, of disgustingness. <laughs> I brought up Hawker, and it's spelled H-O-C-C-E-R. I brought up Hawker during Sportuary, but you most likely do not remember that because I hypnotized you into forgetting right afterwards. Mm. The title screen in Hawker will immediately deceive you into thinking that it's a straight-up hockey game because there's a goalie mask, a puck, and a goalie stick, all of which are unmutated versions of their actual counterparts in the game of Hawker. Let me just preface the, uh, this review with, with this. Yes. I wanted to hate this game. Sure. I mean, I saw the title screen, and I saw a screenshot of the game, and I was like, why is Wiggly making me play another fucked up game? <laughs> Not only that, but I thought we would get nothing out of this game. I actually had a, another game lined up in the queue. Yeah. Right? Yeah, originally we were going to do two games because we thought this game wouldn't be enough, but 
surprisingly, this game's got some substance to it. Yeah. You're roboting out. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. How do I answer? Oh, there it is. Okay. This came out in 1983, so... I'll get into making mechanics in a little while, but I first want to give a slight explanation of the game. It's a vertical game, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. The screen is full screen open rink area, I guess we'll call yeah. it. There are spinner gates peppered either vertically or horizontally in the rink. They are the most obvious targets in the screen. When you start <laughs> playing this, you'll think, that's what I do. Try to push my puck through these spinner gates. Yeah. The main net is part of the top wall, and it will move back and forth across the top wall. You can also score into that net. And when you score into the top net, your opposing team will momentarily stand in place. They'll still be marching, but they'll stand in place, at which point you can sweep them into the walls or gates. The left and right sides of the rink are star blocks, which right. if you clear them during the course of your quarter's worth <laughs> game, so you can, they stay depleted. They don't like reset the stars. Because that right. would be impossible to clean them in one half. You will be rewarded an extra life. And yeah. I, I mentioned sweeping because you do not use a hockey stick, as implied by the uh, title screen. You have this broom. Yeah, it's kind of like a shuffle puck. Kerning. Am I saying that right? Yes. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, shuffleboard. 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 Yeah. It's like a sh it, it, I got that vibe from it, like a shuffleboard stick. Definitely. But it does push your opponents back and they can push push you back yeah. into the walls. And and that will, uh, number one, you're supposed to be a human. And I'll talk about that. And they're supposed <laughs> to be robots. So they explode. But you. They don't look like robots, though. No, they don't. They, You know what? They look like the colony from Chikara. They look like, you know, soldier ant or fire ant, which is You know what? Yeah, very I got, I got a, uh, a luchador vibe from them because it does look like they're wearing lucha masks. They are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and they, they got like, horns. So that's a perfect pull. Exactly. Exactly. So you use that to sweep and fire the puck or sweep your opponents, and that's the basics. Here comes my making mechanics. It's pretty short. I bring up 10-yard fight again, 1983 by Irem, and that's the same year as Hawker. And I think these two titles actually share some of the same game approaches, mm -hmm. although completely different sports, including most elements being somewhat different. But it gives me a one-against-a-team feeling, although you have a real team in 10-yard fight and you can pass and you can lateral and you can't yeah, do things like that i get what you're saying and i see the connection because it tenure fight is a sports game quote unquote mm -hmm. but it's got a lot of arcade dumped into it yes and this is kind of a sports game quote unquote but it has a lot of arcade dumped into it as well and i even wrote down it has a little bit of a pinball element about it with the drop targets and the, the spinner targets not that it's a pinball game or not that it's a sports game, mm -hmm. but this amalgam is what makes this game. And the same thing with 10-yard fight. That's not what you'd expect from a football game, especially right. today. But it technically is a sports game. It's technically a football game. I think they're both highly evolved versions of Pong even. Uh, yeah, I would agree you know, with that. Really, yeah. I mean, really highly evolved. They're way above Breakout, which was like Pong, single-player Pong. But, Pong uh, is in their DNA, without a doubt. The other thing that reminded me a little bit of 10-yard fight is the different uh, classes. Like in 10-yard fight, you have high school, college, professional, playoffs, and then a Super Bowl. And you have sort of that same thing. And then the only other thing I really have written down here is, of course, Bill Lambeer's Combat Basketball, <laughs> 1991 by Hudson. That's mandatory now, though, right? <laughs> For with Super team, we have to write that. Anytime it's a sports-like, it has to have a Bill Lambeer tie-in. And 
It really is because you're top down in Bill Lambeer and you're top down in this. Well, it's um, a lot of punching in the mouth, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're and fighting sweeping you're, in the you're mouth. Fighting, you're playing dirty, sweeping the mouth. <laughs> Watch the attract screen. That's that's my making mechanics. So watch the attract screen, and it will show you the game's scoring elements, every one of them. And it will also show you the speed and strategy of what a typical gameplay should look like. So when you first start, like I said, you might just think you're supposed to fire the puck through the spinners. Yeah. But it will show you every scoring method. It will show you how you can destroy your enemies with the ball or by sweeping them into a wall or you get and then you get swept into the gate, which is one of the most satisfying things, I think, when your character, who is Andrew. Yeah. (laughs) Why bother to name this character? No idea. But when you get slapped into a gate, it's as if your neck is breaking. And I don't know how they can <laughs> convey that with such basic type of pixel looking dudes. But for yeah. some reason, I think that it looks like your neck's breaking and you do a breakdancing death move. Graphically, this reminds me of a lot of early NES games or Famicom games. Yeah. With its presentation. And like I said, I really wanted to hate this game. I'm like, I really thought I was being set up for a bad game here. But it's not. It's, it's a good game. And although the graphics are, like you said, simplistic, it reminded me of ice hockey for the NES. Mm-hmm. And as we know, I have an affection toward that game. So the graphics I grew to like while I was playing this game. If you think of ice hockey on the Nintendo, the graphics are very similar. You got squatty, pixelated little dudes. And because they're small, there's a lot of screen real estate for the field. It's unclear, and I've seen conflicting reports whether or not you're on ice. (laughs) Because it's a black screen with the team's logo painted in the center. So when you fight the Hawks, there's a giant hawk on the center of the screen. Or when you go with the Wolves, there's a giant wolf head on the center of the screen. And they're beautiful. The the griffin is supposed to be a dragon, but but really nice. And you're always the away team, the away one person. Well, Andrew is a one-man team. (laughs) I don't know if you saw that. Yes. So he's he's climbing the ranks of this uh, fictional sport, (laughs) winning trophies. Yes. So it's it's you against the world, or at least the other hawker teams. And there are hawker teams, although they're only composed of the two robots, Ord and Klee. Once right. again, they have to name those guys. No For idea. For some reason. Um, For the amiibos. Yeah. <laughs> Ords are the grunts. Uh, they punch you in the face and try to... Uh, Pitch into the boards, and Klee is the team captain, and he has the ability to shoot the puck. Right, so he can he grab has, the puck. I think he has a stick, too, if I remember his sprite. I think they all have brooms. I could be no, wrong. I don't too. think the Ords do. I okay. think the Ords just have the, uh, I'm sorry, big fist in the, in the head. Okay. Hmm. The different team names will also put Ord and Klee in the different color jerseys. So right. you could think of yourself as the one-man Harlem Globetrotters taking on the Washington Generals every night. <laughs> Definitely. Each level is called a half. There's and two halves in hawker. Two halves in hawker, and you go to semifinals and all that. And the amount of players on the opposing team can be from three to five, I think. If you choose the minor leagues, it's three. If you choose the all-star league, it's five. Right. And then there's also a major league in the middle of that, which I think you should either do minor or, or all-star. Uh, definitely start at minor. Understand what you can do. Then I think it was much more fun to play the all-star league. It's really, really fast, but you'll soon eclipse any high score that you've ever had. And once you get that pace down, sort of like how you play Miss Pac-Man, except there's no maze involved. 
but it is set to that four-player type of area. You know what I mean? Four-player yeah, joystick yeah. type area. There's a good snap-to grid with the uh, opponents, so you'll be able to recognize you know, how you can get around them relatively quickly. Like you said, there aren't a lot of obstacles in the field, but I do see that maze chase sort of moment of zen where you get so familiar with the game, like Miss Pac-Man with me, where... Mm-hmm. You're so familiar with the game, and it, it triggers this part of your brain where you can play at such a high speed. With us just talking about the game, this is my the one drawback for the game. It doesn't do a great job at telling you what you're supposed to be doing to progress, but because you're listening to the show, and, and I would recommend playing this game, now you're even a step ahead of probably where Wiggly was and yeah. where I definitely was. Mm-hmm. Because at first, like you said, I was shooting for the targets, and then I'm like, do I go for the net? Am I supposed to fight these uh, these bad guys? What am I supposed to be doing? Right. But you do learn it, and if you started the minor league, it's this great inclination of difficulty. Yeah, because even the first screen, you don't get Klee. Is Klee the one that's the team captain or Ord? I can't remember. Ord remember. is the grunt, and okay. I can confirm. Ord is a grunt. He does not have a stick, but he does punch. Klee oh. has a stick and can fire back at you. Right. And what makes that troubling for you is when he fires back at you, if you get hit by the puck, you're out. Right. Because it's like a supercharge. You can hit it back, You can though. catch it, yeah. Yeah, right. The amount of opponents that will be left, you'll keep getting these. It's not just three against five. There's going to be multiple times that they come out of their locker room entrances that are on both sides of the screen at the top. So you'll have this indicator of dots across the upper right of the screen that tells you how many more enemies you have to defeat. I'll call them enemies instead of team members. And then the last member of the team actually has the DDS syndrome, the Dig Dug syndrome. Uh, Yes, I wrote that down as well. (laughs) And he will try to escape back to the locker room if he's the only one left on there. To explode Ord and Klee, because they are robots, you can fire, even though they look like humans. They look humans. They got human flesh going on, but... yeah. You can fire your puck at them or sweep them into the walls or the gates, as I mentioned. And all the while, you're trying to score by hockering the puck through the spinners or into the wall star blocks, which you can combo point the wall star blocks up. If you hit one wall star block and then a star block and then another one star block, another star block, your points will keep increasing, <laughs> increasing. What happened? You know, it's just Starbucks? Drink, it's just turned into a drinking game. Yeah, keep, keep, Every time he says star block, take a shot at tequila. Tequila. You'll <laughs> no. be dead by the end of this episode. <laughs> or you can score a goal. As I mentioned, the, the yeah. goal moves back and forth. And when you're in all-star mode, the goal is almost just bouncing from right to left. It takes yeah. a small, small stop. And the spinners, you can also be comboed. So you hit one spinner, and then you hit another spinner, and then you hit another spinner. This is this is supposed to be another part of a drinking game. <laughs> um, and I'm or not sure. Or you hit Ord. Through the spinner? Yeah. Or you hit the spinner first and then hit Ord? What I like about this game, and again, it's of its era, it's all about points, and there's a lot of opportunities Mm -hmm. for point multipliers. And for me, I like that. I like that element in old arcade games. So, again... I wanted to hate this game, but every time I turn around, there was a new thing about it. I'm like, hey, this is pretty clever, and this is pretty deep, and I like this. There's different ways to play this game. There's different ways to approach it. I think that's what gives it a nice replay value. Like, I would revisit this game again. Oh, yeah. I played this after I played some of the other games that we have on the run sheet. I went back to this. And like you mentioned, the layout of the rink leads to some really satisfying multi-attacks. The upper left spinner is horizontal to the rest of the screen. So you can actually fire the puck through the spinner and into the 
goal, if the goal is in back of it, and if some of the opposing team is also in line with that, you can hit the opposing team through the spinner, through more opposing team into the goal, and you're like, this is fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> this is a real arcade game. Uh, I'm surprised that we've never seen this before. I, I have to assume it's because it was created by Eastern Microelectronics. Yeah. <laughs> Weeks ago, we talked about how some games would get a rehash on the Game Boy and be a little bit better, or get a rehash on the console and be a little bit better. I feel like, sadly, this is going to get lost to the history of the arcade, but it really would have benefited from just a graphical improvement. That's mm-hmm. it. Like You could keep the game mechanics and everything the same if you would have gave it a little bit of that 16-bit polish. I think it would have been a popular game or a successful game. But, you know, Eastern Microelectronics, I don't think I ever saw in an arcade. (laughs) And I certainly never saw a hawker cabinet. No, no. I think it might have been Japan only. Although everything's in English. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Uh, The other thing about this is that I know it's simplistic graphics, but the graphics match the style of game it is and i've never seen all of these elements combined into one game i can't think of one game that as you're famous to say hits the notes Mm -hmm. i I almost have to pay royalties on that hits the notes of what you do in this game and i've played a a lot of wacky mashup sports games uh one of my favorite being for the 3do the the battle arena Oh, Battle Arena Toshenden baseball. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> now you're you're a, a space you're a spaceship hovering around and you shoot a so- you try to score soccer and uh, you can also shoot people and stuff like that. I, oh, soccer invaders. I don't know. I'm not helping. That's you right exactly now. what it is. Sorry. Soccer invaders. No, and there there was also another game like that for the oh my gosh for like the ColecoVision and, and uh, actually the Atari fifty two hundred had it and I was like oh my god the scrolling is unbelievable. So there's two games that slipped my mind. I think I might be familiar with this game, but I'm not going to hold this up. Try to figure it out. No, but uh, in the 3DO one, you can hit ramps and do all these. It's, you know, it's sort of like a first person good version of Twisted Metal. I never mm-hmm. really liked Twisted Metal. No. I played it. I played Twisted Metal Black. I liked it, yeah. but I never thought it was. What was that one kill? Not Black, but Twisted Metal 2. A lot of father son bonding between me and my dad. I see. We played that game a lot. We put that on and we play Beck Odelay, the album. Okay. On loop. Uh-oh. And we would just uh, fight each other and listen to that album for some reason. That's funny. Uh, and it was awesome. It was it was a great, you know, Thursday night activity. Sure, sure. There was another game that came out where you could be like a school bus and stuff like that. And I really liked that game. And I can't remember the name of it. It came out for the N64 and I think hmm. also the PlayStation 1. But I'm just in no mindset to remember any names of any games outside of Hawker. Hawker has just blown <laughs> my mind. surprisingly good. Surprisingly you know, they say, good. don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge this game by a screenshot. I'm here to tell you, everybody who listens to this program should try this game. Because if you're not a sports fan, guess what? It ain't a sports game. No, if you are not. a sports fan, it's got a little bit of sports in there. You're going to like it. Like It's got something for everybody. And if you like that arcade feel of an old arcade game, this hits those notes. It is like a classic arcade game that just suffers from being from an obscure developer. And that age, but I'm glad it's at that age because it plays like an arcade game that you want to complete. You get scored on points. Even though you're playing halves, there's a point score. There's a level. 
Right. There's a level, even though you're doing halves, which is kind of really weird. <laughs> so we had the great Pac-Man giveaway at the at waka, the waka, 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 waka! And a really neat game that I, we rushed through, but I think you get the uh, impression of it. Like yeah. you mentioned, it has something for everybody and nothing for nobody. Right. <laughs> so uh, here's this. And now here's T.T. Schmootkins with next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. Hello, I am Titty Scootkins. Here is next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, dudes. What's your clue for next week's game? Is this weekly? It is weekly. We're Holy shit. I thought this was a monthly show. <laughs> Christ. Um, my hint for next week is, I don't care if she smells like teen spirit. I'm burying my face in those things. <laughs> okay. Mine is, baby God died for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, it is. Because I honestly thought Baby God Died For You is the thing that Well, because that of you, person that's said. all I can hear now when I play that game. <laughs> like Baby God Died For You. Like, you gave the real words of what that was, yeah. and here I am thinking that's what they said the entire thing. But I'm going to say it on this one because uh, there is actually a baby that you can murder <laughs> on this game. So, uh, so stay tuned for that. Wait, don't be a jerk all the time. I hope you like us. Bye-bye. stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. My lawyer is a Latino. Beat.